This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Woo. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to the Confident Collective Podcast. Oh, it's Rayanne. And Christina. And I got to tell you. I was having, thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode. I was have, I was very anxious about it. I know. I can't believe you were so anxious about it. Although I guess I kind of was too in a way. Yeah. So I was overthinking everything also. We were anxious about it in different ways. Actually, you know, it's so funny. If I'm being really honest, I was anxious about it all week because I kept thinking about certain things that I said it. And I was like, this is what I meant. Do you know when you like read, like listen back or just like, or like you couldn't articulate the way you felt in the moment. And then afterwards you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I overthink things a lot too. Yeah, I was definitely, I, and I don't think I was overthinking. I think I was having like a vulnerability hangover as like Brene Brown would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it's just like kind of scary. So I felt like, and at the same time, I think a little bit too, where it's like, I don't want to, I feel like so often we want to give people like tools and like, this is the answer. But again, I'm like, sometimes we just needed to like have that conversation and there's not necessarily like a cut and dry answer. Yeah. So you don't always have to have the answer. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, I'm happy to say I'm, um, I'm out of the funk, I think. Yay. Yay. (laughs) I'm out. I felt like myself again this, this week and weekend. I was like, Oh, was there any specific moment that you were like, felt like you were shaking it off or no? I think it's good. Just like talking about it on the podcast, having conversations about it, and then just taking the time to like sit in it. And also, yeah, just kind of giving myself the time and just to like work through how I was feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And well, then, glad to have you back, sister. Oh, uh, feel like but also, honestly, I think we need to stop thinking like if you're in a funk, there's nothing wrong with you. Do you know what no. I mean? Like we don't have to feel amazing all the time. We don't mm-hmm. have to like be like these like peppy, like perfect versions of ourselves. Like that's not realistic. That's exhausting. Yeah. It's I actually listened to that podcast, Jewel on Joe Rogan. And oh, yeah. the metaphor of the wave really helped me this week where she was like, it like the wave comes in and goes out and it's like, you're not going to be in this state forever. It's fluid. Absolutely. And that was so powerful, which that episode, maybe, that, that's my obsessed with this week. Is that not one of the craziest episodes ever? I'm actually not even done with it. It's like a four hour long episode. I still have like 30 minutes left probably. Yeah. But I never knew of Joel. Um, oh my gosh. Really? Never. I mean, like I know her, but like when I was, when you posted it and then my sister told me about it, I was like, who's Jewel? Like I knew, like I knew I heard her name, but I didn't, it wasn't like a Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. Right. Right. I mean, she was never like at that. Right. Like that popularity, I guess. Um, I, I, you know, I actually feel like I was like a little young for Jewel too. I knew of her because my older cousins loved her. And I Mm. literally actually remember them playing. (laughs) My cousin had like this cute little car when she first started driving. And I remember her putting in Jewel's cassette. No way. Yeah. So no I way. guess maybe she is like before your time too. Cause she was like pop like 1994. She yeah. had a lot of like, when I was born in 93. So. Yeah. So she was like a little bit older. But that episode was. So the episode we're wild. talking about is this podcast interview that Jewel, the artist did with Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan experience. And I don't even listen to his podcast. I mean, I've I listened to either. a couple episodes, like, but his episodes are so long, but there'll be like certain people that he interviews that like kind of just go viral be like, oh, you need to listen to this episode. And my brother-in-law actually, who like 
recommended that episode and I was just shocked. Like her life story is insane, you guys. Insane. Insane. I'd highly recommend listening to it. Yeah, I'll let you tell more about it because it's your obsession. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to like spoil anything, but yeah. she just has a really wild life story. And I think the themes through it are resilience and absolutely positivity and like the shit she went through. Like her mother, I don't again, I don't want to like yeah, don't I don't want to spoil anything, but like these things like would break I think in these situations you let things break you or and and she just has stayed resilient through this and has used her story to spread so much awareness around mental health mm-hmm. and basically just working through some shit. So she's a very wise person and I loved hearing her speak and hear her story. So, you know, something that I freaking love about her mm-hmm. is how self-educated she is. Yes, that was very empowering. There's so many things. Like if you listen to this episode, which like don't get intimidated by the time. Cause I think it's like three and a half, three mm-hmm. and a half hours. Yeah. Um, but you can listen to it throughout your day or whenever. Um, there's a part of it where she talks about her music career and anyways, and she made a game changing decision yes. that no other artist would make. And I don't want to tell you too much, but she, the reason she made this was because she read, went to the library and read some books on music management. Yes. And that the, part stuck out to me so much too, Christina. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's so easy to just rely on other people or like, or just say, I feel like people like, maybe it's changing a little bit now, but like, it's like, oh, you didn't go to college. You're not intelligent. Or you didn't do this. You're not smart. Like, screw that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's level of intelligence, like, should not be determined by like these pillars, these categories that we put people in, you know? And it really empowered me that that's instance, part of our story too, to be like, yeah, taking control and educating yourself 100%. to make decisions and advocate for yourself. I don't think I do that enough. Like right now I'm trying to set up a 401k and this and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I just don't know. And I'm like, well, I need to know, like, I need to learn. I need to, I need to, sorry, that stressed you out, didn't it? It stressed me out so much. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, and, and, and another thing I'm not going to be afraid to say is like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to, I don't know what this means, but please tell me. Like, I'm almost embarrassed to ask questions because I don't know. And that's just like silly. And I think that I loved how she just educated herself and, and took charge. Absolutely. Oh, so, okay, guys, go listen to it. It's really, yeah. really good. We'll have to put that in the show notes too. Yeah. All right. What are you obsessed with, Christina? Oh my gosh. It's been 10 years since I've been in LA. <gasps> today. Today? Today. 10 years today. 10 years today we moved to LA. Whoa. Oh my gosh, that makes me want to cry. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. I'm that like getting teary eyed. You are getting teary eyed. I don't even know why. How do you feel? Dude, I can remember everything so clearly. Like I remember leaving my house. Wow, I'm so emotional. I remember leaving my house. I remember the flight. I remember the car ride to the airport. I remember our first apartment and going shopping for it. I still remember the ugly TV stand that Steve was like, can we just get this TV stand? <laughs> and I just remember like all these different, like 10 years, dude, that's a long time. It's a long time. I remember getting Douay. Oh. So anyways, it's just so exciting. And it's like weird because, and I don't even know why I'm emotional about it, but I think there, you know why? Cause there's like this TikTok sound that's like, I just want you to know, if you left home and yeah. moved to, I need to find that sound to do a video. You um, do. 
Like, I forget even what it says exactly, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's like, if you left, if you moved out of your hometown and moved to a new city and started a career, like you're doing great, like whatever. Yeah. Something like that. So I think it's like a mix of like, holy shit, it's been 10 years. Like it's just exciting. You know what I mean? And like, I honestly have no idea where the next 10 years will go, Mm -hmm. but I feel good about them. Wow. What an incredible milestone. And like those 10 years have been filled with like you and Steve really have built like such a life here. And it's just crazy. I remember when I moved here, like I was just so young. Like there's just like, and you know, I still feel like the world is like my oyster. Like I still feel like there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Um, but there is something for like being in your young twenties and like being completely fearless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm kind of fearless now, but just like a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shit. I love this city. I really do. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm emotional. Right. What do you, what do you, is there anything that sticks out to you as like a highlight over these? Oh gosh. I know that's so hard. You know what? I don't No, I think it's just been like, I feel like I've learned how to like uh, I guess I feel like I've always like been someone who's just enjoyed life, but I don't think, I think LA is a great place to actually live happily and comfortably, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's like a pivotal moment though. Honestly, I can think of like times where I've had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just like overall, like just the, the feeling, yeah. like the feeling driving into Malibu literally makes me so happy every single time I go to Malibu and I go to Malibu like once a week. You know what I mean? It's just a good feeling. I think that's what it is. Like just the overall vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, happy 10 years. I know. That's incredible. Thanks. 10 years in LA. Does this time of reflection make you feel like you still want to move back to New Jersey? (sighs) You know, Steve and I talk about it like literally every single day. I know. Um, It's so hard. It's so hard because- we want to move back for certain reasons and we don't want to leave for certain reasons. Yeah. And it's like, what outweighs what? Which maybe this will go into today's episode with like listening to your gut. It's like, mm-hmm. we, we, we might be over, you guys might be overthinking a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Listening to your gut. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we'll just give you a quick intro for today's episode. Today's episode is all about, human design. This is something I only learned about earlier this year. I feel like in the LA space, my friend of mine was like, you don't know human design. I was like, no, of course I don't know human design. I'm behind in LA wellness times. Okay. I feel like you're the first person I've ever heard talk about it too. Really? Yeah. Okay. So if you don't know what human design is, you're not alone. We're newbies over here. Um, and we have on Erin Claire Jones, who I think I just found her on Instagram. Maybe a friend told me about her. I can't really remember, but she is really incredible. One of my favorite accounts to follow when it comes to human design. Um, she basically just helps people understand like why they are the way that they are. She's a leadership coach and specializes in this. Um, and she helps people and companies too. That's kind of an interesting, she does, um, step into their work and live their lives, um, at their truest selves and their highest potential. So just to like work more efficiently and better understand yourself and others around you. Um, so I found this one, really, really interesting. I've been dying to do this interview. I know. I'm so excited. We finally did it. Um, I found it super interesting too. And I just feel like 
with this sort of episode, like a lot of what we talk about is our human design in relation to Ray and I. Um, but I really encourage you to look up yours as well and to like kind of follow along because it's so empowering to know more about yourself and it's so empowering to know more about the people close to you. And that's like a big takeaway that I took from this episode. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. And I think, yeah, like you said, this is kind of, she kind of looks at our charts as kind of an example to explain some things. So we encourage you to look up your chart. Um, Erin also is offering our audience a discount to one of her blueprints who, what she'll talk about that in the episode and we'll put that in the show notes. Um, but we hope that this inspires you to learn more about yourself and the others, others around you, um, and kind of using our charts as an example in this episode. Absolutely. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay, Erin, we are so excited. Christina and I are like hovering so <laughs> close to the screen right now because we I need to take a photo so you guys can see because yeah. I feel like you're probably like these bitches are on top of me right now because <laughs> we are so excited to have you. Human design is something I found out about a few, oh my gosh, it was a few months ago, maybe yeah. longer now, earlier this year. And I've been so fascinated by it. And your Instagram account is one of my favorite accounts to follow. So I'm like, Christina, we have to have Aaron on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited because Rayanne's like literally been hyping up human design for so long. And I'm definitely like not that knowledgeable or well-versed on it at all. So I'm so excited because I feel like for you to be so into it, I feel like this is gonna be such a good learning episode for me too. Yeah, and you guys have opposite designs, so it'll be fun to talk about. Oh my yes. goodness. Okay, so well, welcome to the podcast, first of all. Can you tell us a little bit, like for me, like I actually don't even know what human design is. So for our listeners too, can you break mm-hmm. it down? What is human design? Of course. So thank you for having me. My name is Erin. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that really reveals your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions and work within teams and collaborate and parent and all the things. It basically gives us each kind of our own unique roadmap and it's very practical. It really gives us tools that we can integrate into our day-to-day lives like pretty easily. There are like bajillion configurations. So everybody's incredibly unique, but at the highest level, there are five different types. Does that make sense? Yes. Can we, should we get into what the five different types are? Yeah. Happy to do that. Yeah. Okay. And if you guys want to look up your design, I'm sure we can put it in the show notes, but if you go to erinclairejones.com slash look up, you can look it up and it's a crazy looking chart, but what you're looking at first is your type. And you know, the type is just the first piece. There's so much more underneath it, but it is such a useful piece because it really speaks to how we're designed to best use our energy and also cultivate the most aligned opportunities in our lives. So I'll go through the types and I'll pause at both of your types so we can get a a reaction and see how it's resonating or feeling for all of you. So I'm actually going to start with manifesting generators. So Christina, this is going to be you. Okay. So we've got the types are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. So manifesting generators are really here to be like the multi-passionate creators and doers, the ones that really have like the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and make things happen. An ideal day for you might look like one where you wake up energized, you use up your energy throughout the day in ways that feel deeply satisfying, and then you kind of drop into bed exhausted and fulfilled. I would say two of the biggest lessons for you is one around prioritizing your own excitement and your own joy and your own satisfaction and seeing that not as selfish, but actually the thing that like allows you to have the most positive, uplifting, bright impact into the world. And also knowing that you might have a big lesson around boundaries because you've got such natural energy and life force. People can really want to just like be near it, take advantage of it. And so, you know, really having strong boundaries to say like, unless I'm lit up by something, 
something and it really feels right in my gut, it's probably not right for me. Um, and the magic of manifesting generators is that you're not really meant to be doing one thing forever, even one thing at a time. Like you're kind of meant to be like a multi-passionate, ever-evolving kind of person and your career might not look super linear. So just because you've been doing something for five years or six months doesn't really mean that you're meant to stick with it. Like your job is to really honor where your energy wants to go and kind of give yourself permission to pivot and reinvent yourself. Um, and the last piece that I would share is just that your strategy in human design is all about letting things come to you. You're not really designed to chase after, initiate force, but really kind of trust that the right things will show up in your world. And your job is to kind of pay attention to what your gut is responding to and really allow, allowing that to guide you. So how does that feel to you, Christina? Oh, it, it sounds pretty spot on. It's a little bit interesting because I do feel like I was saying about this on another episode. I feel like my brain can feel like a little chaotic at times. Mm -hmm. um, and I've just been saying, oh, I have terrible ADD all my life. But like maybe that's just like <laughs> part of my human design. And I didn't even realize that, too, because I am like super passionate a lot about a lot of different things. Um, and I do find myself saying yes to a lot of different things that sometimes I'm like, why am why? I saying yes to all these things like I, I'm actually yeah. trying to get much better at that, but it is hard for me. Yeah. And there's a, another piece in your design that actually kind of extends beyond type where it means that you're like, have the potential to be a little bit scattered because you're so easily inspired. Like you're just open to like ideas and inspirations that are coming from all directions. And so, so much of your job is like really learning how to assess which ideas are worth your energy and which are not. And I would say for you, it's like having like very simple structure days would likely be useful. Like not super rigid, but like if you just like leave things totally open, you might just find yourself pulled in a bajillion directions. So just getting super clear on like, what are the three things I could do today that would give me the most satisfaction at the end of the day? And like not expecting yourself to like hold to them super religiously, but more just having them be like a real compass for you. Oh my gosh. I was just talking about that too. Wasn't I? Yes. I was literally just saying how I've like, not that I've been anti-routine, but I was just, I was like, Oh no, like routines aren't for me. But now I was now I'm a new mom too. And I've been trying to implement more routines and I just find it so much easier and better for me because like without that, like I'm just all over the place. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it's creating a structure to play within, you know, like you definitely right. need space to be in your own flow, do your own thing. But I think without that, like you can get pulled in so many different directions. Very um, the last, the last piece that I would share as a manifesting generator is that one of your gifts is moving very quickly. Like you can find the quickest way to get from A to Z, but not necessarily like in handling every single step along the way. So mm -hmm. if you were to like be supported by people, it would be people that can like help you with the step-by-step -step process in a way that really frees you up to kind of just like move fast and be in your own powerful creative flow. Mm. Yes. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So then we'll talk about generators. So generators have a lot of similarities. Some people even group them together. I think the biggest things I would say also have such tremendous energy to kind of build, create, make things happen. There might be a little bit less of a desire to like pivot as often, do as much, move as fast. Like there's such a kind of steadfast, committed, masterful nature to generators. But very similar, just like really honoring what lights them up and excites them, you know, kind of handing off the things that deplete and drain them and knowing that they're here to be very magnetic and like here to kind of let things come to them and wait for something to spark a gut response before they go after it. So then we'll talk projectors. So this is going to be you, Rayanne. So projectors are really here to be the leaders, the guides, the advisors, the teachers, not here to do all the doing. So, so much of being a projector is learning how to honor the ebbs and flows of your energy and not trying to keep up with Christina or anyone around you, you know, and projectors often are so smart about people. They've just got such a kind of innate sensitivity and wisdom to others, which makes them amazing coaches, therapists, guides, CEOs, 
So really kind of exploring where you can kind of leverage that gift, often very good at asking the right questions. Um, I know that Rayanne, you were the one that was really into human design here. I think projectors tend to love systems. They just like love anything that kind of helps them better understand people and how they work. And so the strategy for us as projectors is waiting to be recognized and invited. And so on a more practical level, it means that like your perspective and way of seeing things is very special. And like, unless the people around you really see it, it's probably not going to be, feel like a really good relationship for you. So in terms of who you work with, collaborate with, are intimate with, I'd really make sure that you feel deeply recognized, seen, and known, you know, and also knowing that people cannot find you unless you let yourself be seen. So exploring ways to share yourself in the world, the podcast, Instagram, kind of making yourself visible so that you can kind of pull in the right invitations. Yeah, that I mean, for like I said, I know I've known a little bit more about this and Christina, but I have felt like learning about being a projector has helped me just kind of like understand why like I kind of function and think certain ways. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just interesting. I think the thing I've struggled with, with the projector side, and I wanted to ask you quickly is like, yeah, with the whole like kind of waiting for an invitation and waiting to be like invited to share I don't want your wisdom. That sounds like really deep, but I, I have noticed, I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, a lot of my major career moves have not been me like sending a DM or sending an email or this. It's like been just like very organic connections and like things coming to me. But I do struggle with that because I feel like too, sometimes like in the world that we live in, like it's do, 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 do. And if I'm not doing, and I'm not always going and like, I feel like I'm lazy Mm, I know such a lesson for projectors to like not make themselves wrong for that. I think what I would say for you and like, is that if you are like being super overzealous and trying to keep up and do more, which is like our biggest shadow as projectors, like you probably are going to find your energy is just like less powerful. You know, you might even magnetize like less invitations. Like mm. it's just like very easy to burn out because it's not very sustainable for us. Whereas you might find like really when you really start to like honor the ebbs and flows of your energy, you kind of create rest and space in your days. Like you might find that you are so much better at what you do. And right. so I think part of it is just gaining the life experience to trust that the like more rest you take and the more space you create for yourself, like the more success you'll be. You know, I, th- I always talk that projectors are really here. I talk about how projectors are really here to kind of create a new way of success. One that is not about like working harder and doing more, but like really it's around how you see and kind of working more efficiently. Um, so I so hear you on that. And I think it's more just like, it takes time to trust that. But I think that that's part of the magic of understanding your projector. It's like, I- I've learned in my own business and career that it's just like, the more I take rest and the more space I create, the better I am. And mm. so I just know that it's almost always worth it. Whereas like when I try to keep up and do more, like I just, I'm so under-resourced and really I'm not great at any of it. What are ways that you like rest and take space as a projector? I think that I used to feel like even rest had to be productive. So I would be like, okay, I'm going to yeah. like rest and like listen to podcasts and take a course and like study this thing. So I think rest for me is like really like getting away from my phone. It's mm-hmm. it's laying down. It's reading fiction. It's like going on walks. It's really just like de-stimulating myself. But I think that it's been a real practice allowing that. It's also like creating space in my days. It's not kind of booking everything back to back, which is always so tempting, but just like creating space where I, if I like need a moment to reset that I can take it. You know, but I, I think that I did not give myself that permission for a long time. And it's just like, it, it feels so good to just be like, I'm going to be deliberately unproductive. Oh, that's hard in our world today. Yeah, I like, oh my gosh. Do you feel like, I'm sorry, this is my last question on the invitation thing. Cause that's a big, as you said, in projectors, you're kind of meant to like wait to be invited. Yeah. How does that play in with like romantic relationships? Like, do, is that kind of the same dynamic there? 
It is, but I, I never want these aspects of our design to feel like disempowering in terms mm -hmm. of you feeling like, okay, I can't do anything. Like, I think that I would say knowing that you're going to be invited in, like if you're entering into a romantic relationship, like I would, if you feel seen by them and really kind of just like pulled in by them, I would lean in, Yeah, you know, but if you're like, they really don't see me, they're not interested. Like, you know, obviously like step back. I mm -hmm. think that projector energy is like a little bit intense. Our gift is making people feel really seen and recognized. If they're not ready for that, it's not really worth our energy. Like mm -hmm. I see the invitation more than anything else as a tool to kind of protect our energy and like let us know who's really ready for us. So I think that you'll probably be able to sense it whether or not they even say anything. And I would actually say specific to your design, this is beyond being a projector. You're really designed to kind of date people that you met through a friend or somebody that was a friend first. And so like your kind of opportunities, romantic and beyond, are all meant to come through your community. So I would really kind of invest in your relationships and like let them know where you are because often they'll kind of like generate the right opportunities for you. I love that for you. Interesting. Okay. I love that. Wait, can we circle back real quick to manifesting generator for a second? Because you brought up a good point with like career. And I feel like for me, you just said opportunities. Do opportunities just come to manifesting generators as well? Because I do think that like almost all of the big opportunities I've had, like I've seeked. Mm hmm. So it's a little bit different. They are meant to come to you, but in a different way. Like in, for Rayanne, it's like an actual invitation. You know what I mean? Where somebody's like, I want to work with you. I want to do this with you. I see you like do this with me. And then it's up to Rayanne to be like, mm, that feels right or that doesn't. Or I feel recognized or I don't. For you, Christina, it's actually all about just what shows up in your world that lights you up. So you are not designed to like sit at home and be like, what is the next thing that I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to just strategize it and make it happen. It's more like being busy, doing what you love and seeing what shows up. It's like, oh, this like opportunity showed up and I'm excited. So I'm going to like make it happen, you know, or like I listened to a podcast and I was super jazzed about this thing. So I'm going to make it happen. So like you're basically waiting for a thing to show up in your world that lights up your gut. And that is kind of meant to allow more flow in your career. If you're like initiating, chasing after forcing, you might find that there's just a lot more resistance. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Have you had experiences where things showed up that really has kind of like lit up and inspired your gut? Like, do you feel like you know what that feels like? I do think I know what that feels like, but I also, there's something that I've been really wanting to work on right now for a long time and I keep trying to work on it, but for some reason I'm not working on it hard enough. And I wonder if maybe it's just not lighting me up or making me excited enough to like pursue it. Like in my head, I want to pursue it and make it happen. Um, but if I'm being honest with myself, I'm not actually taking those steps to do it. Does that yeah. make any sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I think that again, like it doesn't mean that you won't do it, but it might mean the timing is not right for it right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I think your biggest question as a manifesting generator is like, what is the thing that I have the energy for right now? You know, and it's not a really thing you can control where you might be like, I love the idea of doing this, but it's not flowing. Whereas like in a year, it's just like the right collaborator might come in, the right timing. And it's just like, it flows perfectly. Um, and so where Rayanne can support you, Christina, is like literally asking you like, do you want to do this right now? Like if I was to ask you, Christina, like, do you want to do this right now? Like, does it feel like the right timing to do it? Do you have a visceral yes or no response? Yeah, I don't feel like doing it right now. <laughs> I don't feel like doing it right now. I feel like if I wanted to do it right now, I would have already made it happen and done it. Right, because you're right. so fast. It's yeah. like when the energy is there, you can make it happen faster than anyone else. Yeah. So it's just like it, it takes way more to try to kind of do it when the timing's not right. Interesting. Okay. Um, so the other two types, we got manifestors and reflectors. Manifestors are really here to be the innovators and initiators. They're the ones that are really here to kind of get things started, get the ball rolling, not always here to do all the doing themselves, but often here to kind of just like initiate and get things off the ground. Manifestors tend to really value freedom and autonomy and control. 
not here to be told what to do or guided or managed in any way, here to do things on their own terms and in their own way. And their energy can operate in creative bursts, like projectors, where they can maybe get a lot done very quickly and then need to rest. Their strategy is all about initiating, so kind of making the first move, um, and also about just keeping the people around them in the loop of what they're choosing. If they just like go and initiate things and don't let anyone know, people can be a little bit resistant. Whereas if they just keep people in the loop, they might find a lot more flow in their kind of manifestations and life. The final type is a reflector. A reflector is the most rare type. It's about 1% of the population. And these people are kind of our collective mirrors, people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always taking in and mirroring back the space that they're in. So it's so important for them to be such ruthless curators of the places they're spending time in, the people they're spending time with. And the magic of reflectors is in their fluidity, meaning that they might have some periods where they feel like a projector or a manifesting generator or a generator or a manifester. And their job is to never figure out the one thing they are, show up in just one way, but honor whatever feels like them that day. You know, and so I would remind them to kind of really embrace that fluidity, to kind of really take their time with decisions and to really kind of plant themselves in space plant themselves in spaces and around people that feel really good. So that is a taste. Interest. So basically by someone understanding their design, human design type, um, it just better helps them. I mean, I think I said this a little bit. Um, understand like why they're kind of, why they are the way that they are essentially, right? Like I'm for people who are new to human design, like what's the benefit when you tell people of like understanding your design type? Yeah, I think it allows you exactly that to be exactly who you are. I just think we get so tripped up trying to be everything that we're not, you Mm -hmm. know, and human design kind of just brings us back to like, but what is your way of thriving? Like to give the two of you as examples, like you know, Christina, like a lot of manifesting generators I've worked with, I felt like they're too scattered. They're doing too much. They like aren't choosing just one path. So they're like, I could have just like choose a thing and be super linear, but like they're not meant to be, you know? And if they like try to slow down and just choose one thing, it actually kind of like deprives them of all this powerful energy they have. So it's like, oh, I can actually be big and passionate and do lots of things and keep pivoting. And that's exactly how I thrive. Whereas like for you, Ryan, like as a projector, you know, like you maybe are like, I'm trying to be a doer. I'm trying to keep up. And it's just like, no, I'm actually way better suited as like a leader and a guide and advisor. So I think it really allows us to settle into who we are and trust that we will find so much more success in our lives when we really honor that, you know? And I think that like human design is rarely telling us anything we don't know. It just kind of gives us the affirmation of like, yep, that's me. And oh my gosh, have I been avoiding that? You know, like what happens if I actually step into that? It's so funny because like having that knowledge is super powerful because sometimes I find myself getting like a little insecure or like a little embarrassed about all the things I do. And I feel like when I, like when someone's like, oh, what do you do for a living? And I tell them all my different jobs and I'm like, oh, I'm actually like equally invested in all of them. I I feel like I'm almost like, I almost am made to feel like a little flaky if that makes totally. any sense, but like, no, like I actually am doing all these things and it, that's okay. So I yeah. feel like that having that knowledge has made me feel a little bit more empowered. Yeah. And it's, it can be inconceivable for a lot of people. Like, you know, I look at manifesting generators and I'm like, you are a superhuman. I could never do that. But it's also like amazing because then I'm like, you're amazing. Like I love being expanded by that, but I'm also not going to try to keep up with it, you know? And so I think it just, again, kind of allows us to each settle into who we are. And, and similar, like Christina, it's important for you, like to not expect others to move as fast or do as much. Like I had a manifesting generator client recently and she's like, Aaron, I've gone through my sixth assistant. I was like, how have you gone through six people? She's like, no one can move as fast as me. I'm like, they're not meant to. You are meant to like have that. You're meant to have like a different energy. And it's just like, and then she found someone and and it was amazing because she like stopped expecting her assistant to operate like her, you know? So again, it just gives us so much permission to be different. And I think in doing that, like brings us so much closer together. Yikes. That 
it was a harsh realization. I could probably be a little bit more chill with my husband sometimes. <laughs> and yeah. And also I've honestly been thinking about hiring help and I'm like, I could just do it on my own, but wow. Shit. Yeah. Well, also like you just, you're good at meant to like go fast and be super powerful and super creative. But if you have like all these like small things that are kind of draining you, it just like pulls you out of your flow, especially as like a new parent. Mm -hmm. And so like, and you thrive when like no one's messing you with you and you can just be in your own flow. So like having support that really allows you to do that would probably feel really good. How do like projectors and manifesting generators, like what could be like ways that we could work well together and like in our strengths and like just better understanding like how we each function. Totally. So I think in terms of supporting Christina, like I think knowing that manifesting generators will thrive one when they can move fast two when they can be in their own flow and three, when they're lit up by what they're doing. So I think just like, and I think that my guess is Ryan, you feel really tuned into where Christina is and like what, what they're lit up by. But like, I think really helping Christina do the things that are the most exciting to Christina, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just being like, you love doing this, do this, you know, and like right. really kind of supporting that and really bringing in support for the rest. Um, but, and I would say also for you really not trying to keep up with Christina is a big one for, do you feel like you try to, or do you feel like you do? (laughs) I don't, I, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to keep up with like everybody a lot of the times because of that, that thing I mentioned earlier of like feeling like if I'm not doing something all the time, I feel like guilty. And honestly, it's been like a new practice for me to being like setting space in my day where I can just like rest and like not because on days like yesterday was a day where I was back to back to back to back and I can't even describe to you like at the end of the day like how drained I felt and this morning when Christina came over my anxiety like I was on the verge of tears yeah like my anxiety is like out of control and that's because I'm like this week especially my it's just so packed. Whereas like when I have the freedom, like I always yeah. say like Fridays are my day. Maybe I work Fridays, but sometimes I don't work Fridays and I'll like catch up on things over the weekend. Like I like to just be able to work when I feel like it. And and it's hard because I've had to shift out of that, like kind of full-time work mindset as well as like, I need to be productive between these hours on these days and letting yeah. go of that has been a bit difficult for me. Yeah. And again, we're so conditioned to like do that, you know? So I think giving yourself that permission, which goes to like how Christina, you can support. Yeah. I I think one, like inviting in Ray's perspective, like, what do you think Mm -hmm. about this? Like, what do you see about this? Just kind of like reminding that I think it's really good to make projectors feel super recognized and known and seen. So really just like reminding Ray of all the things that like they do amazingly and, and, and creating space for that. I think really encouraging projectors need for rest you know, so if you notice kind of the exhaustion or kind of just depletion, like really encouraging and creating space for that. Um, and I think that like, you know, you guys are actually both very fast decision makers, which is a, a separate aspect of human design. Like Ray, you're meant to make decisions very in the moment based on your intuitive knowing, you know, but you're really sensitive to other people. And so it's very easy for you to kind of like, and this is called splenic in human design. It's really easy for you to kind of um, get like lost in somebody else's excitement and then be like, yeah, let's do it. And then you might be like, Actually, I'm not excited. I'm just like excited by somebody else's excitement. So I think this is, I'm, I was just saying, I feel like a sponge sometimes. Such a sponge. You're so, I mean, I would imagine that you resonate with the reflector piece quite a bit because you're very sensitive and like really open in so many areas of your design and very fluid. And so I think that like, I think time alone is probably going to be so essential for you as a way to really connect to your own intuition. You love being alone. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also, and how did you guys meet? Like, were you guys friends first or? 
Yeah, we met, we, we met, we were at the same modeling agency when I first moved to LA and then we just had a call, what met for lunch and, um, we're, you know, in the same industry and then came together and we're like, we should create this other business together after we've already created successful businesses on our own. So yeah, we were definitely friends first and now business partners. Yeah. Because there's a part of Rand's design, which is so much around just like friendship, like working with friends, like working with people that you know, it's so healthy for you. Um, so I think that I think Christina, like really helping Ray connect to their intuition and just be like, what does your intuition tell you? You know, like mm-hmm. for both of you, if you guys find yourself being like, yeah, like we should do this because like maybe this thing will happen. And like, that's not your intuition or your gut. That's just like your mind. And so what you're seeking for is kind of like that deeper intuitive knowing. God, do it's you- so hard. Oh, it is hard. But it's so, and yours, yours, Ran, is the quietest. And so any practice that you can find that help you, helps you quiet down and hear it, the better. You know, because there's, a, again, you're very sensitive, which is an amazing gift. But I think that it's about cultivating that connection to your intuition. So you can kind of really trust that and allow that to guide your decisions. Mm. And then how does that feel? Do you feel like you have moments where you've been really connected to that intuition? Like, do you feel like you know what that feels like? I feel like... There are moments where I I have felt that, but then I think that like sponge aspect kind of trickles yeah. in and where I lose it is when I don't just trust it in the moment. I start overthinking it and like spiral. And then I just always find myself being like, oh, I don't know. And then like rambling and being like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But like, I do know in my gut, mm-hmm. but yeah. sometimes I worry too much about other people's feelings or what they'll think of me or, and maybe I'm not even as in tune with it and need to like do some more reflection, but like I, I kind of lose that initial gut feeling. And then looking back, I'm like, I knew it. You always did. Yeah. And you're meant to be so spontaneous in your decision-making. And so like the natural cycle is that you probably have an intuitive hit about something and then you get in your head and question it, you know, and your work is to be like, I am going to get in my head. And I know that like, I've got to trust the first hit. Because mm-hmm. like there are some people I have to sleep on it. I've got to take my time. Like you are meant to be very spontaneous, impulsive, instantaneous. So like your work is to have the courage to act as soon as the intuition comes. And so again, Christina, wherever you can, supporting Rayanna doing that. And then for you, Christina, you're designed to make decisions based on your gut feeling, which is a little bit different. Like it's not kind of this like quiet, intuitive knowing, but it's like a more visceral feeling in your belly. It's just like a expansive yes that you feel or kind of a contracted no. And it responds best to specific questions. So like when I asked you earlier, like, does the timing for this feel like now? And you're like, nope. Like you get an immediate gut instinct often when you're presented options. So if I was to ask you, like, what do you want to do next? You might be like, oh gosh, there's so much that's possible. But if I was to ask you, like, do you want to do this, this? Do you like want to go out for dinner, cook at home? Like when people pose specific yes, no questions, you probably can immediately say, yes, that feels right. No, it doesn't. And, and, and similar, like you aren't designed to be able to rationalize or make sense of your decisions. And so as much as you kind of, kind of tuning into your gut, which is scary for both of you, because like when you tune into your gut and your intuition, like you don't actually know where it's going to take you. Mm-hmm. And it's not that your mind is not powerful. It's that your mind is so powerful that you could probably convince yourself in or out of anything. And so this is kind of like a more reliable, deeper knowing within yourself that is meant to kind of always point you in the right direction. Do you feel connected, Christina, to that gut feeling? I do. I, but I I think similarly to Ray. Okay. Well, when you said the yes or no thing, that was like really insightful because I do think that like, I can be a little all over the place and like, I want to do so many things. I like so many things. So like open-ended questions are very difficult for me, but you're right with yes or no. Like I can answer that, um, pretty easily. Um, I do think that like with certain things I, I can second guess myself 
a good amount or, or just question the decision. Um, Mm -hmm. or actually I think what I do is I'm very good at making gut decisions, but then questioning if my decision was right afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so normal. Same Mm -hmm. thing I mentioned where it's just like, it's going to probably, you have an instinct and then you get right into your head, you know? And so the questioning, like it is very natural. And I think the work is to just like really trust the instinct. And again, this isn't true for everyone. Like some people need to sleep on it, talk it out. But for both of you, it's very kind of like visceral instinctive feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a trust that your body often knows more than you can like ever conceive with your mind. And so like, I think my reminder for both of you is to kind of start playing with it in the small ways so that you can really kind of cultivate that trust. And then it will become easier to kind of scale that up to the bigger decisions. Um, but I think, you know, Ryan, in terms of supporting Christina, like giving Christina options, like I shared, it's not like, what do you think we should do about this? Or like, who do you want to have on the podcast next? It's like, are you excited by them? Do you want to do this? Do you want to go out? Like, and I think for you, Christina, being like my immediate visceral feeling actually carries so much truth. Mm-hmm. And the minute you're rationalizing and giving a reason for a decision, like that's no longer your gut speaking. Yeah. Cause I do think sometimes I, f- I think that like, I can be like a very strong personality and be like, like I'm, I'm very, I'm very confident in the sense that like of who I am and like my feelings and able to share that with people. But then I think that sometimes after I share that, I'm like, oh no, like, should I not have shared that? Like, I, I that's when I like second guess everything. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah. What do you um, feel like is the fear there? Is it a fear of just like being too much or? Being too much or maybe like, maybe being too much for other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. It, it does make sense. I think. Does that um, makes sense ahead. to you? Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. And I've noticed like when Christina and I are like trying to make even like a business decision or something, I think when it's not right, both of us like can't make the decision. We cannot, we physically cannot make the decision. We We will go on decisions (laughs) for uh, months and we just cannot make it. And I'm like, maybe that's us being like, we know it's not right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like we will go over (laughs) things, Aaron, for months. It's ridiculous. It is honestly, I think people are... don't want to work with us because we can't make a decision. No, sometimes. but maybe that is our intuition and our gut being like, wait, this isn't the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say for both of you, unless it's that like powerful, full, instinctive yes, it's like a no or not yet. You know, so instead yeah. of being like, oh, we're like still trying to figure it out, it's like we are not getting a full bodied yes to this thing. And therefore, it's not the right thing. Maybe in six months it will be, mm-hmm. you know, but it is about kind of trusting that. And to, and to speak to your point, Christina, being too much, like your energy is powerful. Like you walk into a room and people will feel you, yeah. you know, like there's a lot, like you just project your energy out into the world. And like when you're lit up and excited, it's like the most magnetic thing ever to be around. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can kind of like power and like uplift everyone around you. But I think that like, so I would just remind you that like the more you kind of own and like allow yourself to be big, like the more impact you can have. You definitely are not meant to like shrink in any way. Some people might be threatened by it, you know, but I think like yeah. the right people for you are the ones that feel so expanded by your power and so lit up by it and so energized by it and kind of aren't trying to compete with it or be the same. Whoa. That is so spot on for you as like someone from an outside, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Erin, I know like I've listened with the podcast I've listened to and some other things. Um, I know with human design, you can even get like super specific of like time of day of like working out or what type of workouts and things like that. Is that something that you're familiar with too with human design? So it's less about time of day and more on the consistency of it. And so like for you, Christina, you're meant to be 
again, you've got a lot of energy. So moving your body is probably really good at just like kind of like moving the energy around. I would say for you, working out is more about like what you're lit up by. It's like, I love dancing, you know what I mean? Or I love this teacher. So like doing what really excites you. And I would say for you, consistency is probably really good. Having some level of kind of like ritual and routine around it. Like maybe it doesn't have to be the same time every day, but I would say moving every day is probably, actually, this is true for both of you. Um, moving every day is probably really good. You For you, Rayanne, I would say like, for projectors, it's not always about doing like the most intense things. Like you absolutely can do that, but also like going for walks, doing yoga, like not exerting yourself beyond your capacity as well. Mm, um, but I think, yeah, it's, it speaks more to kind of regularity, but for both of you guys, I think having more consistency around it could feel good. Do you guys feel that? I was just curious because on one interview I listened to, as I've been learning about this, this one girl just mentioned how much it changed. And maybe this is just unique to her. She was doing these really intense, like hit interval workouts and then switched to like more low intensity workouts. And she saw like a huge shift in like not only her physicality, but like her mental state. And I'm also right now for the past like eight months, I've been doing like three days a week, really, really intense hour, like workouts three days a week. Mm. And I just would be interested as I I was just like, Oh, I wonder if that is like kind of in alignment because sometimes I get really bad migraines after I work out, do intense workouts. And I'm like, is this my body telling me that this is like not right for you? Not right. I think that like in general, and it's, it's hard to generalize too much, but I think like projectors because your energy can ebb and flow, like really pushing it super hard can and make you like make it harder to do all the other things you know and so yeah, I think true. I also like you it's like well our biggest shadow as projectors is like not knowing when enough is enough so we're like we're gonna keep going and do the hard thing and I think that like I I would you know if you're having those migraines and stuff I, I used to do very intense workouts as well and like it's become so much more chill for me recently so like I would just play with that I'm like how does it feel yeah. you know and like also honor where your body is that day um but I do think in general, I think projectors tend to do sometimes like shorter workouts or kind of like less high intensity stuff, but it is so case by case. But like, if you feel drawn to that, I would definitely, I would experiment with that for sure. Yeah. I think I need to, I'm like these migraines, like telling me I'm not supposed to be, I'm like doing too much. I need to like chill the F out. Yeah. You like can't do anything for the rest of the day. Literally I do a workout and get a migraine and then I'm in bed all day long. I can't do anything. Spent the energy that you had, you know, and so it's just kind of learning how to like honor those ebbs and flows a little bit more. Yeah. And also like checking in on where it's coming from. Like, do you feel really intuitively drawn to that or is it like what you think you should be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to get better at like, and I think, I think for me too, is just slowing down a little bit. And I think for everyone and just being able to actually like the main thing for me is slowing down and actually listening, be like, okay, how am I feeling? Because sometimes I get mm-hmm. caught up. I'm like going, 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 and I'm not even like registering where, where I'm at physically or mentally and like how I am feeling. Um, totally. and I think that's a part of that, like keeping up aspect as well. So hundred percent. Yeah. And also because you're so sensitive. So like time alone is going to be so important as a way to just like disconnect from all the energy that's not yours and kind of really reconnect to what is, uh, how does human design work with your like astrological sign? Like are the two connected or no? So, you know, it's not, it's not connected in the way that like manifesting generators all have like this sun or this moon, but astrology does play in a human design as well as a bunch of other systems. So human design draws from astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, quantum physics, genetics, kind of biochemistry, all to kind of give us this like map of how we operate on our best. So I find they can be incredibly complementary. It's not like human design is immediately intuitive to astrologists and 
astrology is not immediately intuitive to human design people, but I think they're like really supportive, you know, and, and, and you can start to kind of recognize some of those things when you hear it talked about as well. So like in, um, with astrology, they'll be like, okay, I'm an Aries. My husband is a Sagittarius. Like we're apparently like a very good match according to like the stars or the moon or whatever. Is there anything like that for human design? Like, are there two types that like might work best together or like romantically or like in a work relationship? Um, like, are there more um, types that are more compatible than others? Um, I am always very hesitant to use that language of like, you're doomed or you're amazing. Right. You know, I think that like there are, yes, there are. And I believe that any dynamic is possible. Like I would say in terms of working projectors and manifesting generators are amazing together mm-hmm. as long as you really appreciate how different you are, you know, right. and, and appreciate that you guys bring really unique gifts. So, and I think romantically, like I've seen it all work. I think that sometimes when we date similar types, like I'm a projector, I used to like really only date projectors unconsciously. And like, and it was nice because there was just like a resonance. Like I just like understood them. We were kind of just like had a similar lens, but now I'm married to a generator, you know? And like, and it's so fun because like, he's so different than me and we work together and it's just like, because we honor that it's magical. So I think that like, we can be really attracted to difference, but we have to honor how different we are. And similarity can also feel like a nice kind of home base as well. So I see advantages to both. Um, I think when we're building teams and working together, it becomes a little bit more important to kind of have a diversity in types just because every type is going to bring like a very different but necessary piece. Because that's another large part of what you do is working with like teams or businesses, right? Using human design to help them, I guess, just function more efficiently or like how, how does that play out in that aspect of your, your job? Yeah. I think that like, you know, in the same way that human design can be useful in partnership and just like helping us understand how to best support people different than us. It's really true in families as well and Mm -hmm. parenting and in teams. You know, I came from a startup background and observed a lot of dysfunction. It was like a lot of amazing people, but like they didn't know how to work together. And I think human design gives us such a powerful lens into how best to support each person. Like this person like can work best in spurts. This person is more independent. This person might love meetings. This person needs these kind of questions. So like, and, and these are the gaps and this is where to kind of fill it. So I think it gives us so much practical information about like how best to function as a unit. And I think it's just like, it's so supportive in teams because we often are trying to like say, Christina, you're managing a team and you're like, why is everyone not moving as fast or doing as much? Like it might be really disappointing for you, but like when you really start to understand what each person's gift is and how to honor them, it could feel like so much more productive. Mm -hmm. So I love the teamwork. I think it like allows us to just like function so much better when we really like truly understand how to leverage each person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so true. We're all so different. Like why is everyone expected to work the same? Like even like going, if you work in an office setting, like some people do not work productively from nine to five at a cubicle. Like they are not meant to be like that. They can work so much more efficiently in other ways. Um, But I I guess that is hard for some people to understand and recognize, but I love what you said about just understanding each other's differences and appreciating them. Cause I feel like that can be applied through so much everything everything. absolutely and it's just like and you can even see it so much out in the world today where it's like somebody will like have found a lot of success and then they will like sell a marketing course and everyone's like oh my god I want to like learn how they did it and then they're like that doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. I'm different you know so I just think it like we just are all so different and I think human design's magic is giving us like a real language to what it is for us and how to like find more flow with it but I think we like we really do get tripped up often because we're just trying to be everything that we're not and we're expecting the people around us to be incredibly different than what they are. Whoa. That, mm-hmm. what you said right there, it was like, damn, damn, that's crazy. So real though. Mm-hmm. 
And even like retros, you know, retrospectively, I like look back on my family dynamics. Like my sister's a manifestor, my mom's a manifestor, my dad's a projector. Like it, it just like makes so much sense. I was like, I made my dad so wrong for like taking rest when he was like growing up and he was like the best projector ever. And my sister, I was like always trying to boss her around and like bossing a manifestor around is like the worst thing you can do, you know? <laughs> so like just looking back, I'm like, uh-huh, I see why these things weren't working. And it's just like, it's actually even brought me so much more compassion into like those relationships now because I'm just like, oh, like I just like know how to interact with them in a way that honors who they are so much more. Oh my gosh. Now I'm like thinking about every relationship I have in my life because I'm like, wow, like right? my brother and my father like love taking naps throughout the day and they need that and they feel so good. My mom, like, I don't think she has slept for the past 30 <laughs> years. I think your mom might be, I don't know what I she is. <laughs> I don't know what she is either. And my sister likes her, her own alone time and is like super sensitive and like very intuitive. Um, wow. But you're right. Like having that knowledge of other people helps you like really appreciate and understand them, um, on a different level. hundred percent. Yeah. I just get like, it's so crazy. Like I, our world is like built for all of us to be this one type of way. And I love human Mm -hmm. design because we understand that it's like, we're not all meant to do the same thing and function the same way and work a nine to five and like do it, but be productive between these hours of the day. And it's like such this small type mold. And I think it is hard to like release that, but I found such like peace in being able to be like, okay, it's fine. Like in releasing that. And this is just like a tool to hide. I think people to better understand and it's super powerful. Yeah. And I think that like, I always say like human design doesn't change who we are. It just like gives us permission to be like who we've always been and like what we've always felt. And like, so often when I'm sitting with people, like when I tell them their human design, they're like, I recognize that from when I was five, like they often are expressing it so purely when they're young and then they get totally conditioned out of it. And so it just kind of like reminds us of who we are and gives us like the tools to step back into, but you're right. There's like so much conditioning to be the same. And Mm -hmm. I think human design really just like reminds us, which we so know just like how different we are and how magical things can be when we really honor that. And you can get like really specific, like if you're doing, do you do, um, you do individual readings, right? Of people's charts. I do. How like specific do you get in those? Like, is it kind of just based on the person and like what maybe questions they're asking? Cause I've heard, like I've said, I know I keep listening. I'm like, those podcasts I listen to, but like this girl, the, uh, she went into detail of like, you know, you really, your energy is drained when you eat with people. And I was like, whoa, like it even goes into like, if you should eat alone or with people. Yeah. So I'm like crazy. Yeah. It's endless. You know, I think that like I can do one session with somebody or like 40 sessions, you know, I think that like in sessions, what I share is very specific to where they are in their life and what would be most useful. Um, And I also offer kind of written guides to people's designs. And those kind of will go through all the key pieces that are just like the most essential aspects of the design. The food piece is really interesting. It's not often the first piece that I recommend diving into because if you're not really integrating the rest of your design, it isn't very impactful. But like when you're really living your design, it becomes very impactful. And so it's just like a matter of timing to kind of know and introduce it. And to give you guys a taste, you want to know what yours are? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Everyone does. <laughs> um, so it's a silly question. So maybe not everyone. Um, so for you, Rayanne, you are meant to be a little bit more of an inconsistent eater. I know that sounds like a weird word, but it just means that like fasting might be natural for you. It's not about having like rigidity around like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like it's like eat when you're hungry, like drink when you're thirsty. You know, like it could be 8 a.m. one day or like 3 p.m. the next, not forcing a lot of rigidity. 
you're actually most sensitive to the acoustics in the room when you're eating. And so to kind of eat in a restaurant where you like don't like the music, you don't like what someone's talking about, the conversation's too serious, it could be very challenging to kind of eat. So actually like making sure you kind of like, like what's coming into your ears and your strongest sense is around your hands. And so I would say like preparing food with your hands, eating food with your hands, touching things at the grocery store. Like there's so much insight that comes through your hands and kind of like integrating that into your eating could feel really good. Oh, how does that feel to you? Do you, how does the sound piece feel to you? Do you sense that at all? I've noticed, yeah, the sound thing. This is, I was actually out at dinner the other night with some friends and I, we were sitting there and we were having dinner and I was like, it's so quiet in here. And I said, and I was like, there's like, I can't even hear the music. And then another time when I had, and maybe this, I could be making leaps here, but I was at another restaurant and like, I was like, I need to know this playlist. I was like, can you please tell me this playlist? And like, I left that and I like still think about that dinner. I was like, that was one of the most amazing like experiences. And we, I was just like, the vibes were so good. Like the atmosphere, I I do feel like the atmosphere has a big part. Um, the touching food with the hands thing is interesting because I'm not like, I am only starting to like really cook and like do that stuff for myself. Um, so that's interesting. That's like a new Mm -hmm. thing for me. Yeah. it's fun to kind of think about, and you're somebody who's very sensitive to your space in general, like to the vibe. Like if you were to walk in a restaurant and you're like, I don't like it, like I would leave. Um, but I think that like, you know, you can think about how to create that at home too, where it's like, Oh, I like love this playlist. I want to put this on when I eat, you know, how can I kind of like create this really like nice environment where I like, I'm listening to things that I love when I'm kind of ingesting and taking food in for you, Christina. And you can start to see it's pretty interesting because it's not about what we eat, but more about like when we eat or like how we eat. And that the food piece is so specific to the minute you, Christina, are similar to what I just mentioned in that you're not really meant to be super like rigid, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like it's just like, I would say eat when you're hungry, drink when you're thirsty, like kind of trusting your body to tell you yours is called indirect. It basically means that your digestive system, this is like so contrary to like all advice out there, your digestive system actually operates best at night. And so my recommendation for you would be to like eat light during the day and like eat big, your biggest meals at night. So instead of being like, I'm going to like finish everything by 6 p.m., it's like, I'm actually hungry at 10. And so I'm going to eat because I know my system operates best then. So like, it's just something to play with and experiment with. Um, But it is, there's like your digestive system is often the most active when you're sleeping and like later at night. So it can be um, good to kind of eat at that time. And then for you, there's like so much alive in your inner world. And so sometimes when you eat, it can be really good to like close your eyes when you're eating close your eyes when you're listening to something, kind of closing your eyes and seeing like what meal pops up. There's just like kind of connecting to that can be really useful and kind of helping focus in on what your body wants. So interesting. Very fascinating. So fascinating how like specific it can get. So I definitely think it's cool to, I would, you know, I encourage people who are interested to book, you know, a reading and yeah, like, uh, yeah, absolutely a reading, but like also like what do people just want to know what they are and they want to know, like do some research on everyone else in their life. Like for me, like I need to know what my son is because I want to make sure yeah. that like as he's growing up, I'm not working against him, working with him and also with my husband. Cause when you're saying certain things, like my husband has said to me so many times, like, like I need to relax or like I need to lay down for a minute and I kind mm-hmm. of like can be really insensitive to it Yeah, because I'm like, oh, like, and mm-hmm. I don't see it. I see it more as like, being lazy or not being productive versus like him telling me he like needs some time. Yeah. So that's and super, like, like I want to, so I need to do research on everyone in my life. You do. <laughs> I think, yeah. So you can always look up the design at erinclairjones.com slash look up. I do share a lot on Instagram and, and I do offer sessions, but 
a better place to start, I would say, is that I offer these things called a blueprint, which is like a kind of a book to your design. And it's kind of meant to be. So it'd be really cool for you, kind of Christina, to get one for your son. It's just like, mm-hmm. and for your partner as well. But like, it just basically like walks you through all the most important pieces of your design. So you literally have like a resource or basically an operating manual to you. Um, and it's kind of meant to be a resource that you keep returning to. And I'm happy to do a discount code for your audience. For oh, that we would love like. that. We would love okay, that. Cool. Amazing. Is yeah, there a word that you like to use? Um, maybe just TCC, TCC, TCC. So that's a really good place to start. I just like, this is a book to me. Yes. Oh, I'm going to do this. This is exciting. (laughs) Um, okay. I guess what's like one thing that there's so much to talk about, what's like the main takeaway you want our listeners to know about human design? Um, or yeah, just like the main takeaway that you think is important for people to understand about human design. Yeah, I think what I would say is like whether or not you choose to dig into human design, like it's such a good reminder that we all operate differently. And so exactly what you're saying, Christina, just like thinking about where in your life you're like, why aren't you being like me? You know, why right. are you being like this? It's just like how we can like extend a bit more grace to others and just like knowing that they will make decisions in different ways than us, operate in different ways than us, and how can we really support them in that? And and knowing that like your roadmap is probably gonna look so different than those around you and really kind of learning to trust that. Human design gives us a framework for that, but there are many amazing frameworks for that. Um, and just to give an example, like you guys are both pretty quick decision makers, but you know, some people like me, like me to sleep on things, feel into things. You can imagine that can be hard in a collaborative environment when someone's like, why aren't you deciding as quickly as me? So again, just remembering that we are all so different. And the more we really step into and honor that often, the more flow we'll find individually, but also in our relationships and in our businesses. Amazing. And then I guess like, is there a way to kind of look at your human design and see what you're lacking and use that, like, let's say in like a corporate world or like for me, like say I wanted to hire an assistant, right? Yeah. Being like, I know I'm all over the place. Like if I'm trying to hire an assistant to do stuff for me, like how do I look at my human design chart and recognize like what I need the most help with? Yep. I think that human design can be really revealing in terms of where we need support, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and in very specific ways, like even in building teams, we kind of like can look at like where the gaps are, whether it's in like in vision or administration or all kinds of things. So I would say for you kind of on a very high level, and obviously some things would be more specific. It's just like somebody that really gives you the space to kind of like handle all the like step-by-step things. So you can just be in your own flow. I'd also say in your design, Christina, you're super independent. So like having somebody who's not like interfering with you all the time and like disrupting you, like someone you can be like, this is the thing I'm going to go be in my own flow. I'll see you later. So I think it can very much let us know what support we need, but also what we need from them in terms of how we can actually function best. Absolutely. Okay. I love that. Incredible. Well, this was just like such a good combo and a little intro dipping our toes in. Um, You're so full of knowledge, Erin. So thank you for giving us your time. Um, Can you let our audience know where they can find you? Of course. So I am Erin Claire Jones everywhere. My website is erinclairejones.com and um, my Instagram is Erin Claire Jones. And then we'll set up the discount code for the blueprint, which is TCC. Amazing. Thank you so Thank much, you. And yeah, my pleasure. a great place to start is following you on Instagram. Again, one of my favorite accounts you do. I just have to tell you, you do such a good job. It's like oh. my favorite human design account. So you're killing it. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. You are welcome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. Have an amazing day and we appreciate your insight and we're leaving more empowered understanding why we are the way that we are. <laughs> yeah. And also just to know that we are all different and to honor that and yeah. respect each other on that level too. 100%. All right, thanks, Thank Aaron. you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at confidentcollective. 
And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us. 